Hey guys, Pastor Jurgen here. I'm so glad you're tuning into one of our powerful messages that is guaranteed to absolutely elevate your life to another level. At Awaken, we only want to preach fresh, real, powerful to help you grow stronger in your walk with God, develop your faith so you can take more territory. I'm praying that God blesses you and enriches your soul as you listen to this amazing word from God. God bless you. I'm just joking. Awesome people, Rudy, good to see you today. If you have your Bible, go with me uh, to the right-hand side, John chapter five. I was asked on a talk show not long ago, why do you use the Bible? You can motivate people, you can stay in the realm of personal development. It's such a huge world, you can make a lot of money, just design your courses, sell your stuff online, keep doing everything in the, in the secular world. Why do you use the Bible? And I go, because it works. I remember in a conversation with Tony Robbins at dinner, he said, what are you using to get all these crazy results you're getting? I go, I use the Bible. And he goes, are you serious? I go, for real. I don't wanna build my life on pop psychology. And I don't wanna build my life on something trendy. I wanna build it on something timeless. And the word of God, come on. It's not just a story, but it's God speaking to you. Every time you open this thing up, I say, God, communicate. This is what God's saying to you now. There's so much power in it to heal your whole soul, to heal your body, your spirit, your mind. I love the Bible. John chapter five, you're gonna like today. The title of my speech is Break the Cycle. And before I go, let me just use this little story. Um, there was a teacher by the name of Miss Lyons, and she was teaching evolution to her kids uh, in class. And she was saying uh, to one of the boys, his name was Zach, Zach, can you go outside and can report back to the class what you see? Absolutely. So little Zach, he goes outside. Can you see the birds? No, I don't see. Uh, yeah, actually, yes, yeah, I can see the bird now. Uh, can you see trees? Yes, I can see the trees. Can you see sky? Yeah, I can see the sky. Do you see any clouds, Zach? I see, the, I see the clouds. Well, can you see God, Zach? He goes, no, Miss Lyons, I don't see. She goes, well, class, that's because God does not exist because you can't see him. Well, little Allison, she's got like swagger and she's seven. Come on, somebody. She was probably raised at the Eastlake campus. She says, Miss Lyons, I have a question for Zach. And she says, okay, you can ask. Zach, can you go back outside for a minute and report back what you see? And she says, can you sure you see the grass? Yes, I see the grass. You sure you see the tree? Yeah, I see a tree. Did you see a bird? Yes, I saw the bird. Are you sure you see the sky? Yes, I see the sky. Can you come back in here for a minute? Do you see our teacher, Miss Lyons? Yes, what's the point here? I was like, do you see Miss Lyons' brain? No, I don't see her brain. Well then, class, according to Miss Lyons, she doesn't have one. How many know all you see is not all there is? Come on, smile. Even if you got four teeth, just try it. It'll make you feel good. John chapter five. On the right-hand side, I'm gonna read out of the Amplified Bible today. I picked me up a new one. It says this. Later on, there was a Jewish festival, a feast for which Jesus and his homies went up to the Jerusalem. Now there's in the Jerusalem a pool near this place, the Sheep Gate, which is called in the Hebrew word, Bethesda. Someone say Bethesda. Just a point of reference, if you look up the word Bethesda, it means house of grace and favor, okay? So it says there's this pool called Bethesda. 
In this pool and around it lays a great number of sick people. Some are blind, crippled, paralyzed, and they're waiting for the stirring of the water. For an angel would go down at certain seasons into the pool and move and stir up the water. Whoever stepped in first after the stirring of the water was made well or cured of whatever disease he was afflicted with. Verse five, there was a certain man there who had suffered with a deep-seated, lingering disorder for 38 years. Someone say a long time. In other words, his pain was present, but it's also past, okay? 38 years, just by the way, if you look about 38 years ago, uh, Back to the Future had just come out. Come on, anybody? 38 years, they made their first CD, made its appearance, no longer tapes. I just want to make you feel old here for a minute for 38 years. Ronald Reagan just stepped in as the president of the United States 38 years ago. Whitney Houston was number one in the box office. Come on. Michael Jordan was rookie of the year. I made a lot of people feel old. (laughs) Maybe just myself. He had been that way for 38 years, a long time. Verse six. Jesus noticed them laying there helpless, knowing they'd been in that condition a long time, and said, hey, do you really want to get well? In other words, are you earnest about getting well? And the invalid answered, sir, I have no man when the water stirred up to put me in the pool. But when I'm trying to get in there, somebody else jumps in ahead of me. And Jesus said to him, rise, take up your bed and walk. Verse nine. Instantly, the man became well and recovered his strength, come on, and picked up his bed and walked, and that was the church day, the Sabbath day. This is gonna be awesome today. Here you go. There is a feast happening in Jerusalem. The word feast means a time of celebration, elation, time of excitement, time where they would get together and party and celebrate the goodness of God, to celebrate. What I've noticed is a lot of people stepped into this year carrying a lot of weight from last year. They're celebrating. To celebrate means to make an event of, to to get excited about, to rejoice. And yet Jesus shows up at the celebration of life. Many aren't feeling the celebration because of exhausted. Their exhaustion by regret. Come on, how many know that we're all products of our past, but the truth is you don't have to live as a prisoner of it. It's easy to look back and try to get there and nurse it, curse it, and rehearse it, but the only way to live in your present is, watch, disperse your past so God can reverse your future. If not, you'll do reruns stuck on the History Channel. Come on, living your life in syndication, which might be an indication you need to revisit and reinvent yourself to do something different. The only animal that can take down an eagle is a crow. A crow attacks an eagle by jumping on its neck. And if the eagle, the only place it's vulnerable is its neck. If the eagle turns to fight what's in its past, he makes himself available where that crow can peck at his neck and begin to eat away and kill him. But the eagle does something very, very wise. He expands his wings and he shoots directly up because the uh, crow cannot breathe at the oxygen level that an eagle, come on, can breathe at. You do yourself well to not fight your past, but release the regret, release the things of yesterday so you can put your energy and effort on where you're going, not rather than where you've been. Other people are exhausted because of routine. Come on. 
They just do the same thing. It's a new year, new me. Come on, somebody. But you're doing the same thing. How many know your future's going nowhere without you? And if nothing changes, nothing changes. That's deep. Come on, just nudge the person next to you and say, that, that was deep. Jesus showed up at the celebration of life. He showed up a party. I started studying this out. Jesus was always at Matthew's house. He was at Zacchaeus's house. He was at Lazarus's house. He was always where there was connection and community and people celebrating life. And so should you. It should not be a question this year whether you're going to have a good year or not. It should not be a question tomorrow morning if you're going to have a great day on Monday morning on lunes. You should not be asking your body how you're going to feel to determine what kind of day you're going to have. You should be able to wake up in the morning and say, this is the day the Lord has made. I'm going to rejoice. I'm going to be glad in it. Why? Because I felt like people have been under such a heavy tyranny in their minds over the last three years, and God's going to restore so much joyfulness back to your life. Not happiness based on circumstantial things, but true joy where you wake up and you're excited again, where you got energy inside you. You got life back on the inside of you. God, for many people in this place today, is reversing depression that many people have lived under. And he's going to allow you to enjoy life. But is he going to do it for you? Absolutely not. Jesus showed up. He made a decision to show up. If you really wanted to enjoy 2023, to make the most out of it, to feel alive, to feel engaged, you got to make a decision at some point. Life and death, blessing, cursing, God sets before you. At some moment, I got to wait. Not take counsel from my feelings. I got to decide, I'm going to have a great day. I'm going to be in a good place of mind. I'm going to show up with joy. The quality of our relationships is the state that you show up in. The quality of your business, the quality of your marriage, the quality of your experience has nothing to do with your spouse or your children. It has everything with how you're going to show up in there. And the enemy knows that. So the one thing he goes after is your joy. He gets you to condemn yourself because condemnation destroys confidence. And when confidence goes, so does your joy. As soon as your joy goes, there goes your strength. And you heard me talk about it in that other clip. You're only as strong as your level of joy. He hates it when you rejoice. Do you know in America right now, people are so stressed out having so many depression problems, they have laughing like classes that people can sign up where people laugh and rejoice because of the spiritual, emotional, financial, crazy weights that people are feeling and stress. They get together for an hour after work by the hundreds and laugh at nothing and shout and rejoice. And yet people with the nature of God in them, the power of the Holy Spirit are walking. Come on, man. Life's heavy. Come on. You hear them talk about it. Why? Because 85% of your emotional states come from the words and the language you use. A man has joy by the answer of his mouth. Your innermost being rejoices when your lips speak right things, prosperous things, abundant things. The quality of your emotional state, how much joy you have, is determined by what you do with your mouth. The mouth of the upright shall deliver them. A man is snared by the words of his mouth. Jesus said, you'll have what you say. 
Really, do you want all the things you've been saying about yourself to come to pass? I'm old, I'm tired, I'm worn out, I'm exhausted. What if Jesus really gave you everything you've been saying? Your faith can't even rise higher than the level of your confession. Shakespeare said, my voice is my sword. Your voice has the ability to pierce darkness. People don't even think about this. You have an eye print, you have a hand print, come on. You have a footprint, you have a thumb print, but do you know you also have a voice print? When I spoke at the Pentagon, there's certain access you can only get to, not by your fingerprint, your eye print. You have to be able to know by the tone of your voice, there's it registers in the invisible world that it's actually you. Do you know when you speak God's words and say, I'm gonna rejoice, I'm gonna laugh at even challenging things, I'm gonna be in a good mood, do you know that your voice registers in the spirit world? Do you realize you have access to God's resources when you begin to say, I'm not what I feel, I'm what I decide. I'm gonna live with joy. I am forgiven. I'm blessed. My family's blessed. My children are mighty. I'm not, come on, I'm not back, I'm not bound by my past. Come on, give the Lord a clap and a shout. You feel that energy in here already. Stir yourself up. You have to at some point make a decision. La cadre. You have to be a, comes from the word incision. You cut away. I'm going to enjoy my life. That came from a place of I was traveling everywhere and not enjoying anything. My enjoyment plan or joy plan was when I get here, when I meet them, when I have that, when this occurs, when this opportunity happens, when I get the promotion, when I get recognized. Then I'm going to celebrate. And what I realized was I was missing my life. I was there with Princess Diana during her funeral and I'm sitting there going, I'm missing my life because I'm always planning on, well, when I get here, when this happens, when so-and-so doesn't act retarded anymore, come on somebody. When that person don't act like a knucklehead, when I feel amazing, then my life's gonna be great and I can celebrate. How many know that hardly ever happens? At some point, you got to be able to make a decision. I'm going to rejoice. I'm going to celebrate. Paul the Apostle in Acts chapter 20 said, I know I'm going to Jerusalem bound by the Holy Spirit. I know they're going to throw me in jail. They're going to whip me. They're going to hit me. They might even kill me. But I'm going to finish my course, and I'm going to do it with joy. In other words, you can do everything you want to my outward man, but one thing you're not going to do, you're not going to take my joy, and you're not going to take my faith away. I choose to finish with joy. Somebody in here today... This wasn't even really a focal point. You're gonna make a decision that I'm going to live this year with joy. That means when people are on your nerves, no, I choose joy. Even when things aren't the best, I choose joy. Do you know the scripture says in Job chapter five, verse 22, it says, at famine and destruction, the righteous will laugh and rejoice. Oh, let me just bust that right there. Has, at famine and destruction, same as Habakkuk the prophet talked about. When things were negative, no vines had yielded her fruit. He says, we will begin to rejoice in the Lord our God and he'll make our feet like a deer's feet. Deer makes swift movement upon high places of adversity. Watch how powerful. Psalm two says, I God laughs at his enemies. You see all the crazy stuff going on in the governments and God sits there and laughs. Because he knows the enemy's intentions can't come to pass. If you're in the spirit, 
that you will rejoice even when things are off. Why? Because you know the end of the story. God's not just the author. He's the finisher of your faith. Give the Lord a clap and a shout. Some of you are just in the middle. Ooh, this is good. Psalm 35, rejoice and shout. The Lord takes pleasure in his prosperity of his kids. Maybe the one thing that's stopping prosperity is flowing is your ability to shout and act like God's really going to come through. Well, I don't really believe that, brother. I come from a more methodical type of view. Well, that's the scripture. If you're going to believe John 3.16, you got to believe that. Psalm 146, he says, as they rejoice, the high praise of God and a two-edged sword in hand. Do you know your authority is only released as the level of your joy? If you want to dominate demonic forces, dominate sickness, dominate the works of the enemy, do you know that when you begin to rejoice, you shut the power of hell? The devil hates it when you rejoice. All the time in my home, I'm always like, man, Kira, we'll, jo- we'll jump, we'll be singing. Come on, Stevie Wonder songs. Come on, anybody, come on, you like some Stevie Wonder? It wasn't just worship songs. Yes, I listened to my awakened worship. Come on. But we have an atmosphere of celebration. Why? Because it's a place where God loves to show up. So it's a rejoicing place. If you wanted to rejoice too, what if you got super grateful this next, this next year? Just looking at it as an opportunity. Do you know Psalm 65 says, Psalm 67, excuse me. As they gave thanks and praise, then God released increase. What if for seven days, and I'll do it with you, you don't ask God for one more thing for the next seven days? What if you only thank him for who he is, what he's done, and what you're anticipating him to do? Many of your prayers would move out of anxiety where you're trying to convince God to go big, and they would move into anticipation where you're expecting God just to be big. What if you don't have to manipulate him to be himself? You hear people, Father God, Father God, I know you could do it. I know you could do it. It's like, duh, I did it before you needed me to do it. Check out my resume, www.jehovah. Google can't wipe me out. Come on. I spoke and it was. I part Red Seas. Come on. I shut the mouths of lions. Come on. I deliver Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego out of a fiery furnace. Come on. I can pour out my spirit on something. I can give you favor like Queen Esther where you don't have favor. I can multiply your seed overnight. You don't got to convince me. You need to partner with me. Faith is not about convincing God to go big. Faith is joining God in a life bigger than the one you got because he promised it. Anybody with me on this thing? So it's a place of rejoicing. Jesus shows up to this place and this pool had a name. It had a title. It had potential. It was called the house of favor, house of grace. But it's interesting. It only released its potential when it was stirred. You want, if you notice yourself, when you, when you ain't stirred up, when you ain't hungry, when you're not passionate, when you're just kind of going through the motions, when you're just kind of going through, come on, big things ain't happening. Come on, what you're capable of, we hardly ever really do. We just do what we're used to doing. We get caught in emotional behaviors, come on, patterns of thinking, patterns of talking, come on, we're, we're creatures of habit. We do what we've always done. But unless you get stirred, the Bible says, blessed are the hungry, they shall be Filled. 
What about the dreamer inside you? Your dreams have so much power. Your dreams are memorial to what was? Come on, they're the pictures of your desire, they're pictures of your potential, but they're a promise of your future. Dreams are the energy of progress. Without a dream, come on, you're a slave to your surroundings. And if your memories are bigger than your dreams, you're dying. Ooh, let me say that one again, that one hit. If my memories are bigger than my dreams, I'm dying. If I go to your house, are there more pictures about what you've shared and done in the past or where you're going in the future? Is your atmosphere telling me that you're gonna about to redo a rerun or is your atmosphere telling me I'm going somewhere? Maybe that's why the scripture said, write the vision down, make it plain, make it visible that you may run. Why? Because dreams, God is a dreamer. He loves to dream every generation. He's looking for a group of people that will dream, that will not think regular. Your mind has the ability to make a heaven out of a hell or a hell out of heaven. Your capability is constant, but how much of it you use is dependent upon the quality of how much you think and imagine. Yes, you got a memory, but what about an imagination? What can be? What can be? Some of you are going to go back to school. Some of you are going to get a degree. Come on. Some of you are going to build a home that you never thought you could live in. Why? You can dream again. If you get around God, come on, he ain't just sitting there waiting for you to do your morbid. Come on. Lord, I need enough strength to make it through the day. Duh. <laughs> Help me with Ernie. You know he's moody. Come on, somebody. Help me with Priscilla. She's always so grouchy at work. And I want to flip her off, but I'm a Christian. I don't. Well, don't act like you don't think about these things. What about coming to God like Abraham? God called Abraham out of a tent since Abraham lay down the richest dude on the planet. I want you to count the stars. I want you to count the stars because whatever you can see, that's what I'll give to you. Could you imagine the richest guy on the planet? He's laying in the middle of dirt going one, two, three, four. Come on. You feel like an idiot. At least I would. Come on, like you. And then God says, no, no, count again. Could you imagine? He goes, that's about how big your future is about to become. God is highly interested in what you see with your spiritual eyes. Seven times in the scriptures, Jesus comes to people and says, what do you envision? Proverbs 22, 9 says, a generous eye, an abundant eye, someone who sees abundance, their life will be prospered. But look, we see setbacks disappointments, and the dreamer's no longer stirred, but it's stalled. Come on, it becomes stagnant, becomes flat. The quality of your dreams, the quality of your life. What about the lover inside you? You used to be on fire. Come on, somebody. You used to not care. You used to not have any inhibitions. You used to care about how people felt that you were in relationship with. By the way, that's a good question to ask yourself if the lover's working. How are the people that you directly are in relationship, how are they flourishing or floundering right now? And if you don't know, the lover in you's floundering. That was really good, yeah. <laughs> Quick way to actually understand if the, if the lover inside of every one of you is flourishing or floundering is ask yourself, are my expectations of other people so high but my appreciation so low? You can't love someone when your expectations are so high and your appreciation so low because now you're grading them based on every activity to see if they meet your criteria. That's not love, that's manipulation. Amen, white boy. Keep going. Come on. What about the leader inside you? Have you just become apathetic, addicted to compliance, 
addicted to my, just doing the usual, water that's not stirred becomes moldy, come on, smelly, toxic, not clear. Do you remember you used to be stirred up leading your life, making decisions, not in indecision, not we'll see, come on. What happened to the leader inside you? Have you become just, oh, I'm gonna be normal. I don't know about you, I ain't gonna wait till the government decides to lead me. I'm not gonna wait to see their economy plan for me this year. Hell no. Heaven yes. Someone was like, ooh, is he gonna cuss? No, I'm not cuss. I'm not waiting to see if Dr. Fauci comes out with a new vaccine. After watching some people I know drop. Am I gonna lead my health or am I gonna let somebody else lead it? Am I gonna let the school system raise my kids or am I gonna put miracles inside of my kids? Am I gonna put the word of God in my kids? Am I gonna prophesy to my children? Who's gonna lead? Is that gonna be me or is that gonna be them? Come on, you powerhouses. Who's gonna stand up? Who's gonna lead? What about the believer inside you? Oh, I'm a believer. I'm a believer. Come on, but your belief betrays you. You pray for one thing and expect the other thing. Pray for healing, but expect sickness. I pray for deliverance, but expect bondage. How many of you don't get what you pray for? You get what you expect. Jesus over and over, according to your he says to Rex, according to your faith. There's many times saying, Rex, you're not praying in faith. You're praying because it's just spiritual to pray that, but you're not expecting me to pull it off. In fact, I most, most of my prayers that have the most juice on them are usually shorter prayers, but they're directly to the point where I'm expecting of my father because he promised in his word, so when you said that you would do this, I'm expecting you to hook me up. It's not me just going, but Lord, you know what's going on here. You know, you know what's going on here. You know what's going on. That ain't no faith. Come on, what happened to the believer inside you? All eyes on me. I know there's a little bit of crew, crew walking. Watch. Watch. This water was stagnant. The potential was limited until it was stirred. Imagine the potential in your life until you're stirred. I've used this analogy maybe before here, but I don't know. You don't find out fast you can run until you're chased by a pit bull. Come on, you find Forrest Gump inside of your legs. <laughs> Last week when I was speaking in a church on Sunday, there was a man with severed artery, uh, not, what was it, severed nerves, not arteries, severed nerves in his legs, and he can't feel his legs. And I said to him, I go, I want you to walk, and I want you to move. God's here to heal you right now. He goes, I feel his power up here, but I, I'm powerless down there. I go, why don't you take a step into that? Come on. He goes, but what if it doesn't work? Well, what if it does? He took a step and he goes, I can't do that. Took another step, I can't do that. Good, take another one. I can't do that, I like the ring of this thing. I can't do that. All of a sudden the feeling came back and he took off running. He goes, I can't run. I can't run and he's running in front of everybody. It was awesome, we were doing like a little track coach thing right in the middle of church. But I realized something, he went from, I'm just believing to now, I'm anticipating to do, do something. Watch, the pool had a title, but until it was stirred, nothing happened. Until you become a little bit different, things are gonna stay the same. Where do you need to stir yourself up? Come on. Maybe I need to draw near to God. Maybe you need to go on a one-day fast. Maybe you need to cast the devil out of your own life. 
Maybe you need to shut the door on, come on, some habits and behaviors or some thought processes that are mind viruses and working against you and victimizing your vision. Maybe you need to rise up in your family and say, hey, babe, this year's going to be different. We're going to love each other again. We're going to care about each other again. We're going to raise up some kids that are going to be champions. We're going to love. We're, we're going to serve. How I many of that, that kind of atmosphere changes things? It's offensive and aggressive. Jesus shows up and sees a man for 38 years, had been around activity, but he was still in the same spot. Could it be he missed his seasons because angels would come down and supernaturally stir the season? Could he miss the season because he was stuck in a cycle? Could you be missing a God season to start 23 because you're still stuck in an old soul cycle? Watch how powerful. A season's change in time. Cycles change when you break them. That's freaking good. That was good. There's not too many things I do that are good, but that one was. Come on, you feel me. You got no hair right there. You feel me? Yes. I love you. Somebody's feet just got healed too. For real, someone's feet just got healed. I gotta, let me finish my message and I'll go back to this because somebody got healed. I can feel somebody's feet get. Who has pain in your feet? You get in a rob, You have pain in your feet? Stand up quickly. Come here, watch. You're a really wonderful lady. What's your name? Debbie. Can you just put your hands towards this really nice lady? Do you want to step in behind you, Graciela? You're so awesome. Jesus, thank you for touching our really good friend Debbie. Let your healing presence boom flow through her, her feet. Flow through, Lord. Remove all, all pain. I pray go through those nerves and fuse them. Also, thank you for taking away her back pain. And thank you that, Lord, things are going to be different for Debbie this year. She's stepping into a brand new season, a season of favor. You're reversing things in her life. And, Lord, disappointment that she knew, disappointment in her 30s that she knew that, God, you're going to redeem matters before her eyeballs. Thank you for this year for her. In Jesus' name, move your feet, look for healing, watch what happens. What just happened? They feel good. What's the difference? Yeah. What was the pain? It was in your back, and we didn't even talk about that. Go ahead and bend your back. Watch how good you feel. Do it again. Do it again. Where are you going? We're best friends. God interrupted my whole nice speech right there. After I said something really good, he interrupted my whole speech to, to, to touch you. This isn't about, this isn't about, this is all about his goodness to people, right? This whole thing should be a conversation with the Holy Spirit's doing it around us. Because I want to receive today. I'm giving out, but I want to receive from him. He's the giver of life. He's a spirit of life. That means he's opposed to death. Watch, move your back all around. Look how good free health care. Isn't that awesome? Come on, isn't God good? Isn't that a great way to move your neck around too? Your sleeping patterns are going to come better, and you, you watch, you're going to feel more energy in your body, and God's just going to make some really great things up to you. These first three months of this year, look at my eyes, these next three, these next three months, it'll be in the middle of this month, as we are now, but really, really watch March and April. God's going to really redeem some matters before you, before your eyes, and you're going to feel more alive in your life that you felt in the last 20 years, like, oh my gosh, I got my girl, I got myself back. God is restoring years of life to you. God bless you. Give the Lord a clap and a shout. Let me continue on. I got seven, eight minutes. Come on, hey. Now we're on, baby. Someone's ear, someone's ear, left ear, left ear. 
left ear. Just put your hand on your ear. In the name of Jesus, I command your ear to open. I command all the ringing. I command it to stop. I take authority over every bit of oppression against your body and those headaches that have been there for the last two and a half years, two years and a quarter, three quarter, forgive me, a third. Lord, I thank you. Take care of this in your name. Jesus, I thank you for your healing presence. Flow through her body. I thank you for making her well. I thank you that you love her and care about her so deeply that you're restoring life and healing under her body. Thank you for it in Jesus' name. Are you a mother? No. You're not? You want to be a mom? One day. One day. Lord, I thank you that, Lord, she's going to be a mother of a, of a, I thank you for a really healthy son. I thank you you're going to give her the desire of her heart. Lord, in Jesus' name, let today be a great day, a turnaround day for her. In Jesus' beautiful name. Amen. Amen. Let me continue on my message. Got to finish, and I'll pray. Okay, wait, 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 back. Hey, a guy's been there for 38 years. I thought I was going to get a better, I, I thought, I, anyways, you guys totally dissed me right there. Maybe I said it too fast at nine in the morning. 38 years a man had been in that condition. Jesus shows up to him. You think he would have inched closer, all these opportunities. He was missing his seasons because of his cycles. What do you mean? Jesus asked him a question. Jesus was a master of the art of communication. He says, do you want to get well? It's interesting, Jesus did not talk to him about his condition or his past or his pain. He talked to him about his desires. He did not talk to him about his needs. He talked to him about his wants. Come on, business people up in here. Why? Because people don't invest in their needs. They invest and buy their wants. They'll justify paying a lot of money to have a emotional want met. Come on. He goes, do you want to get well? You think, of course the guy wants to get well. But you realize not everybody does. In the middle of Vancouver one night, there was a woman in a wheelchair, about 20-something years of age. I went to pray for her, and her mother goes, no, 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 pray for her eyes, pray for her mind, pray for her school. Mike, I'm gonna pray for her body so she can walk. She's never walked one day in her life. Jesus can do it. No, 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 pray for her mind, pray for her eyes, pray for her eye school. I was like, what the flip? I was like, what in the world's going on? Again, like, it's totally like, I'm thinking like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna take a shot at it. At least I got the guts to do it. A lot of people won't ever take a shot at it because they're afraid God won't show up. This guy, at least taking a shot. Man, that's your own kid? I don't want my, someone to take a shot for my kid. Come on, I want somebody to have no, like, I'm scared faith. Don't, I ain't going to let you be my pastor. Heck no, come on. I need someone with an aggressive faith that shut the, the, I want like UFC, like ghetto. That's what I asked the Lord. Don't give me no North Dakota angels. Give me some like Nigerian gangsters. Some Detroit thugs, you know what I mean? They protected Eminem, I want them to protect me. And then, so I prayed for her. The power got hit this woman. I go, are you in the, you want to try to stand up? She goes, yeah. So she tried, we had to help her up. She didn't stand up on her own, true story. They were hoping up. It was her first time she's ever stood in her whole entire life in her early 20s. Her mom the whole time, pray for her mind, pray for her eyes. I wanted to say, shut up. <laughs> How many know Jesus said, you're mindful of the things of man, but not the things of God. Get behind me, devil. Good woman with a bad mentality making a hell out of a heavenly experience, missing a season because of her mentality and cycle. So I go, you want to take a step? We had to help her. She didn't get the full thing right there. Sometimes miracles are a process and they're messy. Don't be nervous if they're messy. And he's taking some steps. 
And she's saying, whole time she's praying, finally, she took her own steps, like one or two on her own. We put her back, she sat back down. But for her, she goes, I did it, I did it. She was all fired up. She goes, I took a couple steps, first time in her whole entire life, 20 something years. 20 dos years. 20 uno. I like saying that. Come on, when I'm here, I feel the Spanish anointing. El pastor. Her mother goes, pray for her. I was so bothered, so I asked the pastor, I go, why, why does your mom keep doing that? She goes, because if she gets healed, then all of the government funding, the mom and dad refuse to work. They live off her brilliant brain. How are we doing that to our own children? Maybe it's not a physical thing, but we've handed down, come on, mentalities that we got to discard, that if we're going to be able to prophesy and release them into their destiny this year, come on, we, we, we have to become a little bit better. Jesus said, do you want to get well? Let me say this, by the way, because this will help you. If you change one primary question you ask yourself every single day, it changes the quality of your life, your business, your home, richer and better relationships. What if you ask yourself a question, how can I give love here? Rather than why is all this happening to me? How can I enjoy my life versus why do I have so many weaknesses? What could I really appreciate if I wanted to? Rather than, why am I still struggling in this area? How many know your question changes your focus? Your focus changes your feelings. The life you experience is not the life that's available. It's the life that you focus on. What if one question changes that? Jesus said, whatever you ask, you shall. What if you started asking dumb questions? And you adopted a great question. How could God turn this around? How could I show compassion? How could I show kind? How could I be generous? How could I love somebody? Who could I light up today? How could the Holy Spirit work through my life to the people I'm around? Whether I'm at Taco Bell ordering a pizza, come on, or a Cholito, or whatever else. Everywhere. Hey, how, what if I change my question? I change my destiny. Watch how powerful. Do you want to get well? And the man goes like this. He goes, I have no man to do it for me. His cycle of story. Nobody do it. And then when I'm trying to do it, I'm trying, Jesus. Look, I'm putting a little effort in. I'm trying. Somebody else gets there ahead of time. I get robbed. At some point, you're going to have to divorce your old story. There's certain things for you that don't fit no more. Like Bartimaeus, he wore a coat. That coat signified that he was diagnosed. You're blind. You could be a beggar. What's the coat for you? I'm limited in my education. What's the coat for you that you got to discard? You can't step into the new holding on to the old. Maybe it's a prophetic act. Maybe you got to, I got to shake this thing of the guilt. I got to shake this thing of the perversion. I got to shake this thing of carrying around that something's wrong with me. Maybe I got to shake the coat. What's the coat that you got to shake that you keep carrying around? It's your label you wear. It's not the, the coat where you get your clothes from, whether it's Gap, come on, Hugo Boss, TJ Matt. It's not that, but you wear an invisible label and it's the story you tell yourself. It's not who you are that holds you back. It's who you tell yourself you're not. What's the coat you carry? Yeah, I'm born again, but I am God's child, but I'm sick. I am God's child, but I'm poor. I am God's child, but I have this diagnosis. I am God's child, but the, the psychologist says my kid's learning disabled. I, I am God's kid, and I have the mind of Christ, but I'm anxious and depressed. Where do you carry this? Everywhere you go. How are you going to step into God's new story if you keep carrying your old story? He has the power to change the script to make all things new. Jesus said, rise. Rise. He didn't do it for him. 
He didn't comfort him. He challenged him. Look at my eyes for a minute. Look, 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 look. He's here. Rise. Stand up. Stand up. Your season's come. Watch. If you'll break the cycle, you can step into a season. A season of healing. There's a season of healing. And I prophesy you're about to see all over America. Miracles are going to break out. The church is going to break out. And incredible miracles. You're going to see, and I prophesy this to you. You're going to see a reckoning in the governments of the nations of the world. God's going to put his thumbprint on. You're already seeing it in the medical because you're seeing people that are having things, traumas happening on, on live TV. God's putting his thumbprint on and he's going to expose things that had gone around and lay it. It happened for three, four years and no one said nothing. God's going to put a print saying he brought it to the light. But for the church and for the people, there is healing and miracles in this nation. You're about to see something that's happened that only happened around the 50s and the 40s where all of a sudden people, everyday people rose up and they started doing the works of Jesus. Not the, We're not the great I am. He's the great I am. But we're going to step up, raise our standard, take on the life of Christ. Come on. Watch how powerful. Rise up and walk. Rise up and walk. Walking is taking steps. Some of you are going to take steps toward God today. Some of you are going to take steps towards your spouse today. Some of you not jumps. You're going to take steps towards being a leader today, being a dreamer today. If you believe this, give the Lord a clap and a shout like you got energy in here. Come on, stir yourself up. Stir yourself up. Come on. Put your hand on your heart. Say, Jesus, I feel you in here. I feel you in here. You've communicated to me today. I thank you that you love me. I'm not going to play hard to get. I want to open my heart to you today. Jesus, I need you. Forgive me of my sins with your innocent shed blood. You went to the cross for me. You took the punishment for my shame for my sin you died for me you went to hell for me and you rose victorious for me I receive your mercy your forgiveness of all my sins past, present and future I receive today from your love eternal life come into my life Jesus change my story change my script I divorce my old story I renounce the devil and every evil work I shut the door on him I shut the door on the past I learn from it but I'm not stuck there because I step today into Jesus now lift your hands, say, Holy Spirit, fill me. Here he comes, boom. Just flow through people right now. I command torment to come off people's minds. I command depression to lift off people today. Confusion to be removed. I command diabetes to be healed and people in their bodies to be made well right now. In the authority of Jesus' name, let your resurrection power, Father, today be released over our lives. Let new dreams be released and unleashed in our hearts and minds. Let love come back. Let leadership rise and merge within us. 
And I thank you that, God, we're going to go from believing to expecting. I thank you for stirring up in the favor of God that not just comes to us, but flows out of us. And we thank you that, Lord, this place is a revival center. People's marriages get revived here. I thank you people's minds on life support get revived in this house. I prophesy, I thank you that people with incurable diseases, they walk in with those diagnoses, but they live delivered. This is a cancer-free zone. This is a COVID-free zone. I thank you that this is a torment-free zone. That, Lord, even as I stand here as a man today under your power, I declare that when people walk in here, chains off people's brains fall off. I declare torment breaks off. I declare that debt is supernaturally canceled in this place. I declare over people's lives today that new beginnings will be released in this new season. It's a season of joy, and it's a season of abundant miracles. Put your hand on your heart. Just put your hand, actually put your hand on the person to your left and right and just pray for them for 10 seconds. Come on, pray that you care. Act like you care. Come on. Come on, don't give them a halfway prayer. Pray for them for a minute. Do your best. You know how. You don't gotta, you don't gotta know all the right words. Pray to your soul. Jesus, let healing flow. Let grace flow. Miracles and breakthrough, restoration flow. I thank you, cycles of sickness, cycles of apathy, cycles of anxiety get broken today. Cycles of anger and resentment get broken today. Cycles that we put up walls, that we've been hurt. I thank you that, Lord, cycles where people believe that, God, you are against them today. That is broken today in Jesus' name. We thank you today for restoring the joy of our salvation. Just pray that over. Say, restore the joy, the joy of our salvation. As citizens of heaven. <laughs> and I'm gonna challenge you for 10 seconds, and they're gonna give me some energy behind me that as you, as you prayed and believed God for things today, I want you to shout and laugh in the face of your enemies. I want someone to rejoice in here like your body really is being healed. I want you to shout and rejoice unto the Lord with a voice of triumph, not some weak shout. Come on. I want you to shout with a voice of triumph that things are changing in your favor. The seasons are changing. The seasons are changing. The seasons are changing. The seasons are changing. Come on, shout with a voice to triumph. Shout like you got energy. Give the Lord a clap and a shout. Come on. Praise your name, Jesus. In Jesus' name. Pastor, I'm going to hand this back over, but I want to say, Thank you for the privilege of letting me communicate to you this morning. How many feel like I need to do something with something that I heard? Maybe not everything, but I need to do one thing. Let's not let one of the word pass by and go, oh, well, next time. I, he didn't pray to lay his hands on me. If you want to stay in the second service, I'm going to go for it a lot longer. Promise you. But let me say this to you. Let today be a day I'm gonna do something immediately. Make the call. I forgive you. I love you. I miss you. Son, I haven't talked to you in a while and told you who you really are. Little nephew, little nino, little nina. This is how you are. You're God's kid. You're powerful. You're a world shaker. Find some way to serve. Find some way to lift up. Find someone to buy lunch. Find someone to pray for and release healing on them. Let's be the Jesus people of our generation. Let's be the Jesus people. Let's be the Jesus people. Come on. If you believe that, give the Lord a clap and a shout. Wow. What an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen, for more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com. 
or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages, information about upcoming events, and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now.